it's now time for the Beard Course Racecast. Seven furlongs and 184 feet of horse racing conversation. Here's your host, the bearded handicapper, Jeff Riggs. All right, welcome back, everyone, to episode number two of the Beard Course. We are recording this on Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I uh, hope all my New Orleans friends had a, a fun and safe Mardi Gras. I know I enjoyed it because um, it meant fairgrounds racing on a Tuesday, which is a rare treat, and I had a pretty good handicapping day there as well. Uh, I'm joined tonight by the one and only CC Brada. CC, how was your Mardi Gras? Uh, I had to work, so it it wasn't much fun, and that's that's all I'll say about that. But yeah, it, <laughs> the joy of my job though is is I get to uh, work and watch racing at the same time. So I did catch most of the of the last or the late pick five at least. That's perfect. That's perfect. I mean it was a good card at Fairgrounds, I thought. It was cool that we had racing. Did you see uh, any of the broadcast? You see that outfit that Joe K was wearing? I did. Joe Joe might have a screw loose. I I'm a little <laughs> concerned for Joe. I I yeah, I saw some of the videos he put out on Twitter too. That's yeah. I'm I'm worried. Let's just it let's make it official. Uh Joe, we're thinking about you. And, yeah, if, if you need to talk about anything, just let us know. <laughs> That's right. We're here for you, buddy. We're here for you. I did appreciate the entertainment value, though. Nobody can say he didn't do it for the people. There's no doubt about that. Hey, Joe, <laughs> all, all kidding aside, Joe's one of the best. He is absolutely one of the best in the business. Yes, I agree, 100%. So, speaking of Joe, speaking of fairgrounds, there's massive day coming up, racing on Saturday. It's, uh the Rachel Alexandra and the Risen Star are the two headliners, but there's six stakes, including four graded stakes. You know, both of those that I talked about are 50-point Oaks and Derby points races, so big-time preps. Risen Star looks like it might be – I mean, I think it, there's really no doubt it's the best derby prep so far. So, I mean, I think both those races have a good chance to shape up, uh, you know, the first Friday and Saturday in May. Um I'm excited to look into this card. We have a, we have a really special guest that is lined up for this and I'm excited to get into that. So, all right. So we have a very special guest today, especially with this big weekend coming up at the fairgrounds. Uh, this guy's an author, a songwriter, a teacher, husband, father, pizza making extraordinaire on top of being one of the rising stars in racing media. Um, you've definitely seen him on the TV broadcast and the articles that he cranks out. You know, he tells the stories of Louisiana racing. Of course, I'm talking about Trust Your Luck himself, Fairgrounds Racing Analyst and Notes Writer Kevin Kilroy. Kevin, what's up, my man? Jeff, that's way too flattering. Way too flattering. <laughs> Thank you for, for for that intro. I appreciate it. Yeah, guys, happy to join you. You know, it's uh, we're, we're on the edge of it, and um, I can't wait, man. You know, everything, all the excitement around here is building, and uh, the horses are back there. You know, Sierra, Sierra Leone's back there. I think the Pletcher Mott horses arrived today, and um, it's, it's the good stuff. You know, we're here, we're here for it. Absolutely. It's as fun as it gets right there. CC, yeah. I know you're a fan of Kevin as well. Oh, yeah. Nice. I was gonna, I'm going to sink into the background on this, but, uh, I'm just going to play the producer's role. Uh, cause I don't, I don't know a lot about fairgrounds, but, uh, this guy does. I, I, this is one of those opportunities where you need to take notes because Kevin is, uh, what you call a contrarian, I think. And in, yeah. in this game, the way this game is played nowadays, and if you want to make money, if you want to actually profit, you have to be a contrarian. And, and Kevin fits that to a T. 
and I always, I'm always interested in, in hearing what he has to say. Not necessarily I agree with him all the time, but the, but Kevin will educate you. And that's, that's a, a big part of this game. So Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you. And uh, like I said, I'm going to be in the background making sure everything runs smoothly this afternoon. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more though. I mean, yeah, Kevin, he really, he really approaches the game in a creative way and it's something that's very interesting to take note of and it's something that I definitely take note of and um he's a busy man right now so Kevin you know I really appreciate you taking the time to do this I know it's a busy week but I, I, I couldn't thank anyone better to go over these big races Saturday and provide some perspective on the races and the backside buzz and everything um before we dive right in, though, I'm sure everyone listening is familiar with your work at Fairgrounds, but maybe not as much with, like, how you got here. Can you just give us the, the short version of your background and how you got into racing? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm bad with the short version, but let me see if I can uh, <laughs> see a bridge version here. Um, Chicago, um, 2006. I just got done with my getting my uh, master's degree in creative writing. That always uh, pans out really well for for everybody, for the career opportunities. I was back in Chicago, and I was back in the same jobs that I had before I left Chicago, which got my grad degree, which was um, a bar back at Buddy Guy's Legends down down the South Loop, um, nice. which was, you know, as good of a job as it gets in terms of music. And then uh, making sandwiches and pizzas at um, My Pie Pizzeria in uh, up in Bucktown. Um, and my manager there, James Godby, he uh, a Louisville guy, and he, he turned to me. We were buddies, you know. And he's like, "Hey, you you want to go? You want to go watch the horses?" And I'm like, "Ah, you know, sure, I guess. You know, uh, hang out sounds good. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, I'll gamble on anything." And yeah, uh, for a good time. Yeah, and you know, at this point, I'm I don't know, I'm twenty 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 six, twenty seven, or something like that. And I never pay attention to to horse racing. And we go out there, and I reach out to a buddy who I know who has a buddy who um, knows stuff about horses, and he says, yeah, got to bet this Chris Block horse named Y7, you know, Block's a, he's a, he's an amazing turf trainer. you gotta, you got to bet this one. And so, you know, we do it, and uh, he comes in, and I'm just uh, enamored. You know, it's the, the yeah, worst thing. Just look from there. Yeah. yeah. That you actually win, you know, when you go, you know, you get the, you think, oh, this is easy, this is awesome, but you know, the the win the money is 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 obviously you know what we all want from it in the end, but um, you know, I mean, it's right off the bat just that the fact that I was like, who is this person who knows who Chris Block is and that he's good with you know horses on the turf? Like, what what is this? Who are these people? What is going on? You know, I was just I had so many questions and so much curiosity. Um, so yeah, we kept on going out there and then, uh, I started going to the Chicago public library and going over, uh, uh, on the fourth floor there downtown, um, in the business section, they had, uh, two shelves that were dedicated to, to, you know, handicapping and to horse racing. And so I started just checking the books off the shelves and, and reading them and then, uh, and then going out to Hawthorne. And when I got to Hawthorne, that's when it really got me because, you know, I love the horse racing, you know, as much as can be. And I love the handicapping. Love trying to make money, but uh, all the people around it, you know, all these, you know, so much of the cities these days, you can't, you can't find uh, the old timers, you know, the people who made yeah. the city, who uh, are really the heart and soul of it, you know, and uh, they were there at Hawthorne for sure, and so it was just great to be around them and great to listen to them and all the all the talk and all the dime super vectors and all that sort of stuff, and 
And then, guys, my dream was always that I'd, uh, you know, I was teaching um, in Chicago, you know, at the colleges, popping around, doing adjunct stuff and writing books. And I'm like, dude, I can just teach a little bit. I can gamble on horses and make money and, and just write. You know, this is perfect. This is this is the extra thing I needed. So I've, I've been chasing that dream now for uh, for 20 years, and uh, it's kind of resulted in something different. But uh, that that's my short story of it, I guess, my short, long one. That's awesome. Well, hey, it, it brought you to the place where you were supposed to be, I believe, because you do, you do a fantastic job with what you're doing right now. Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that, you know, because sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? We're, you know, kids are at home. <laughs> no, you know, the, the money's not coming in. And I was like, what am I sure, doing? Sure, sure, yeah. It's, definitely, it, it's a passion, for sure. It's a passion. That's it. That's it. But, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, hey, we got big day coming up here, Saturday. Let's go ahead and uh, dive into a few of these big races here. I, um, before we, I want to get into the the all graded stakes late pick four and dig into those a little bit. But before we do, are there any horses or races earlier on the card that you're especially interested in, or kind of want to call out for people to take note of earlier in the day? Because I know it's a marathon card. Yeah, let me let me just uh, glance over them here and just kind of give you some of the stuff that I know. Uh, so much right Earth. now at this yeah. point. I, have, I haven't done a full a full cap of, of this card by any means, but uh, mm-hmm. but I've been in the back uh, side talking and all that sort of stuff. So you know, race three right. is pretty interesting. You know, it's this uh, mile and sixteenth uh, three year olds N one X Ethan Energy's in there. Count Dracula, Nash, Hawks Creek, Moonlight's cross centered in here. Mind Bolt and the other Pletcher, uh, Tuscan Sky. Um, so. Really just, um, you know, DeSormo, he's, he's liked his three-year-olds and they haven't, um, they haven't stepped forward for him. So you've always got to keep your eye out on DeSormo. Um, he obviously, uh, takes the shots and win, wins at uh, big prices at time, you know, call me midnight's the most sort of recent example around here in terms of these, these right. big, but Hawks on big days. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, he's, he's like, you know, all his three-year-olds and think they're going to step forward. So Hawks Creek you know, did run recently and uh, we didn't see too much and I don't have a work since then, but he's liked them. But, you know, thinking about um, Nash and Ethan Energy, um, talking to Flo, he, he said, yeah, the, you know, the, the, the owners are like, get somebody else on, on them, you know, again. So we got Pratt aboard Nash. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's, you know, one of the questions. I mean, I do think that last trip, I, I wished, you know, he would have been more aggressive to take on track Phantom um, and not just sort of, you know, um, just give over the lead um, so early on there. But we right. just didn't see much heart from Nash, you know, still. He, he's always been a good workhorse. So, you know, Brad's saying he's doing good and, you know, and working well. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what sort of tactics are there. But, but Nash is doing great, you know, as always. But Brad definitely uh, – he said Ethan Energy is, is is doing fantastic and um, is I think ready to step forward and you got flow up on that one um, mm-hmm. and he was you know he was a little keen little little fired up I think his mind was a little bit a little bit fried um, from that big run on December 23rd um, and he just wanted to uh, to get back to the lead like he was there at the end so Ethan Energy does seem like he's getting um, some good uh, some good plugs around here. Um, yeah, that's good info for sure. Because uh, I really liked him going into the Lecompte and then was a little disappointed in in the in the run. So that's it's good to hear that it seems like he's kind of on the up and up, doing a little better. Yeah, um, it's way out on the AEs, but in that race four, uh, Shane Wilson's got uh, Captivating Star. 
that um, really worked nicely. I was I was there when he worked with with Shane um, there on the tenth, and um, he, um, they, you know, they they want to go along with them is what they were, were kind of saying right off the bat. So um, we're going six furlongs here, but he does seem sharp about if he draws in. That's that's a big question. Um, he's the, yeah. the last day he's there. Um, looking around and seeing um where this runner is so i don't have this card all mapped out in my head uh yeah no it's all good there's a it's hard to scroll through this many races 14 race card man we're gonna have quite a day on saturday getting through all these so so gourmet uh that constitution uh philly um i've been watching her in the mornings she's in uh race six she's been She's been going really well. Now, Steve's got two in there. Um, you've also got that quality credit who's who's also been super sharp. I just haven't had my eyes on her quite as closely. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Gourmet uh, does seem to be legit, um, which is no no shocker. It's like, of course, Asmussen's runner um, on this yeah, big yeah. thing. And then we get to um, the six furlong. Uh, three old maiden there, race seven. That's the one I was looking for. Discreet uh, mm-hmm. mischief. You know he's he was working with Cornishman, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But um, this is a uh, you know Brad Cox Colt who has put some good works together and, and been impressive. But you know just talking to them, um, they were they were saying ah, maybe not. Now this is this is I mean this is the, the tricky stuff of of hearing Barnes talk right. It's, uh, yeah, Galia Princess, right? They, Brad's like, yeah, not probably not first out. We really like her, but not first out. And she came and she got it done over that. Uh, yeah, boat very impressive. Work. Yeah, yeah, very impressive yeah. from her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's that's what they're saying. And you know, Flo said the same that he wasn't so impressed in a different setting. So um, you might be able to uh, to get away with not using that one. Um, but Drip, the Whit Beckman uh, maiden in here, first time starter, has been mm-hmm. working with Anna Marie. And um, you can oh, wow. find these works up on Kentucky Bread. Um, yes. first time, yeah, that's a great resource. Yeah, KentuckyBread.org. Go to um, resources and workout videos, and you'll find them. Um, he, uh, you know, I don't know if they've changed this, but they had them mislabeled from the the sharp work that Drip and Anna Marie put together there on um, January 21st. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and I was like, oh yeah, Anna Marie looks amazing. And Jared's up, you know. All right, here we go. Maybe J Love's got another Derby mount, um, but yeah. uh, that was actually drip, and it's it's labeled oh, wow. correctly. So Jared, you can always see he's got the yellow uh, yellow top on, the green top on, the sort of neon. But um, he uh, he's been on this sucker, and he's big. He's big. They're they're you know maybe he's gonna you know maybe it's might it's probably too late, but. He's definitely a Derby quality horse in, you know, in, in everybody's eyes who's been around him. You know, he hasn't run in the afternoons yet, but uh, he's been moving maybe better than Anna Marie, you know, in terms of the mornings. And he's different. He's bigger. Wow. You know, Anna Marie's sort of a lighter um, mm-hmm. late kicker. But Drip's supposed to be really impressive. And, you know, maybe the Pat Day Miles where we're going to see him in the end if uh, if it's too much to ask. Um Higgins' boat has been looking amazing in the mornings and, and really ran well there um, on January 20th. Tom Amos's um, runner came fourth there with yeah. their Cornishman, and that was a tough trip. Um, so Gaff Leone's getting up on that one, which I think is says a little bit of something. Uh, but, yeah, you definitely want to keep your eyes out for Drip. And, of course, 
Diamond Lord. I know you guys want to see Diamond Lord run. I was going to ask what what you thought about him if you've been able to see him work at all for my brilliant racing people. Um, I um have seen a little bit, and you know, not. I mean, I I didn't 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 get swayed one way or the other, and I mm-hmm. think that at times with you know with Foley's horses, he's got them going, and he's not. He doesn't have them in that way that uh, some of these other barns do where you're like super, you know, see him really, uh, you know, going through the program in the morning or whatever you might say, you know, and really trying yeah, to yeah. up the morning. So, uh, but Foley's been getting it done with first time starters and everybody he's got has been, has been super impressive. So um, I wouldn't discount him, but this is a tough, tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a tough field from top to bottom for sure, but, you know, excited to get him going. Yeah. Uh, but Dougaroo, I know he got a, Near bullet the other morning, so uh, Lobbred's gonna. I know, I know. Yeah. It seems like he kind of woke up the other day, showing something. Um, then in the uh, um, race nine, um, you know, this is going to be probably odds on. I mean, this is a good field, right? But uh, the the secrets out about Cornishman, the Godolphin, Curlin Colt uh, in Cox's barn. Mm-hmm. Um, you ran with Exploration, you know, there on the uh, on the twentieth. In that same racer with a uh, race with uh, Higgins Boat B Dancer, and you know the, the comparison was Bishop's Bay and First Mission. Um, it's getting started a little bit late, but um, super super talented. And Cornishment does seem to be the one um, of the two who um, people are very 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 excited about. And what, I think one of the top um, top three year olds in, in Cox's barn. So. Um, Tough little spot there. Sweet talking bourbon for Cherie DeVoe. David and Gordo owned. Um, blinkers go on. And, and the last work I saw there on the 10th was, uh, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, and, and, you know, he's, you know, I mean, it's a tough spot. He's, he's sharp. I think he might go for the lead. Um, so sweet talking bourbon. I think if you do want to, be the contrary in there. This would be a good race to to go against Cornishman. You know, it's like sometimes when you hear the steam about a horse, you hear the build up. It's actually your your opportunity to uh, to go against, right? So that's the yeah. one thing. It's always uh, something to have in mind. So maybe Sweet Talking Bourbon would be one that you want to lean on if uh, if you did want to go against and um, in that one. Right, right, and it, you know Cornishman still only has one start under his belt. So you know who's to say he doesn't miss the break or, you know, something happens that even if he is the goods and supposed to win, you know, it doesn't mean he has to win. That's it though. I mean, we see that all the time, you know, and it's, it's less about being right, more about just the, you know, the reward that's right in front of you if you are just on the other side of it. So, um, yeah, exactly. But your opinions of how, what sort of pools you're playing in, but that's, that's, uh, I think the two that, uh, you know, interest me in there. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, that's a, a good rundown and definitely some uh, some backside buzz for people to keep an eye on, keep an ear out for in those in those earlier races. I do think that there are definitely some talented horses running up and down this card. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you touched on race three a little bit already. Like that could easily be a stakes race. Yeah. With you know, with all all them. But um, let's go ahead and dive in now to this this late all graded stakes pick four, which is a pretty incredible thing. I think that's a that's a cool thing to have at the fairgrounds. And race 11 is the mine shaft. It's grade three. It's mile and a 16th on the dirt uh, for older males. And as all of these races are, it's chock full of talent. Um, 
it does look like Best Actor maybe has a pace advantage on these and is obviously in sparkling form. It's had a little bit of time off, but, you know, firing bullets in the mornings, Brad Cox, Flavian Pratt on a big day. Looks tough to me. How do you see this race shaking out? Yeah. Uh, the best actor seems to be doing great. Uh, my feel yeah. is that he's going to run, run a huge race. Um, the works have been, have been fantastic and he seems like he's ready to, uh, to step forward. I think he goes to the lead, right? I think he shoots out and, uh, and gets it done. And then just, uh, you know, the, there's a few interesting ones in here, but you know, the, the obvious immediate big question is smile happy. And, um, McPeak says he was just, uh, just a little bit short last time, right? Just, uh, needed a little more fitness. So he's, uh, he's got that now. You know, they send him back to Ocala like they do. He's, he's got a couple drills in and, uh, he's back for this. And it seems very similar to that, uh, um, West Willpower, uh, um, Ali Shiva, yeah. where he just, just pressured him. Just, you know, nobody saw it coming. He hadn't really run like that before and he, he pressured him and he, and he overtook him. And, um, I think, um, I'm not sure if the price is going to be right though. You know, I mean, smile happy even last time got that down to, what was it? Five to two or something. Yeah. Yeah. Five or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that could set up something good, right? If he does take those, you know, and Brian had said in that race, that wasn't him putting smile happy on West Willpower's ass. You know, that was smile happy putting himself there. Doing it so, himself. Yeah. Yeah, so he, it might be really the way that he wants to go when he's fired up, and it seems like he's going to run a race. So that could set up, you know, that could set up something nice. And I mean, it's kind of those two, and then you've got Dubenhall that might be a little forward, but I'm not sure if he's, mm-hmm. he's got that gate speed. But you know, Saez up should get him out. Um, and then what type of trip Notary is going to work out? Armando Hernandez is a runner who um, has that one stake up at Hawthorne, but really is classing up in here. But uh, Armando right. thought he. He just really deserved a shot in this race uh, with the way he ran there at, at Oakland last time. And um, that recent work there, um, you know, it, it was a solid one, and, and he was happy with it. It was all about that work to see if he was going to enter or not, you know, it was that Saturday morning. So Notary could be, could be, you know, could be a little bit sneaky in here. Armando Hernandez is, is definitely under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. Gasoline, I don't have too much interest in. I mean, definitely he's got success at this distance. I don't, yeah, I just, he's just a little bit, uh, um, coming in here. It just seems like you gotta, if you're gonna send out some for the, the Risen Star, might as well add, tack one on. Um, Haystrike seems like this is just a starting point. I don't think you wanna lean on Haystrike, um, mm-hmm. popping forward. Um, this is just gonna get his, his year going. And Red Route One, you know, he, he ran well last time. Um, getting second there. Uh, I think some of the horses kind of quit with Saudi Crown. Uh, being so far ahead there at the end, but he should be able to improve off that effort. I and mean, he just needs more distance, you know, is what Steve says again and again, which we've all kind of seen with the way he runs, but he was a little bit closer. You know, he put himself in a little bit more forward position last time. Um, and uh, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of interesting in there. He should be able to get a great trip from the rail. Um, it does seem like a uh, best actor though is, is, you know, he's, he's single worthy. He's single worthy. Yeah. Now, you know, that's kind of the way I'm seeing it too. Yeah, I I I do think it's interesting with Smile Happy could put some pressure on him, and if he does, it could set up for somebody. Um, the only other one I'm really interested in that you hadn't mentioned yet was Happy American with you know Neil Peston buying him back in the sale and how um, you know he kind of has on races and off races and 
And, um, you know, about a month ago, we talked to our friend uh, Chad Schexnader on here, and he was talking about how he talks to Neil and how you can always tell if Happy American's going to run a big one or not with how he's <laughs> acting in the paddock. You know, if he's just like really feeling himself and, you know, dragging his handlers around everywhere, he's probably going to run big. But if he's calm, maybe not. So might be one to keep an eye on in the paddock. paddock? You watching Neil in the paddock or or Happy American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil, of course, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. Neil's a funny guy. Yeah, keep keep an eye on him in the paddock. He he does. Yeah, he does. He does show himself. Um, He just never really stepped forward from that. The, you know, last year when we saw him, really seemed like he was on the way up um, there in this yeah. nation, Louisiana. Um, you know, I think the thought is, you know, who's really in this race? And I, you know, I think that that uh, best actor is going to be going to be somebody on the scene coming out of this. And Smile Happy's got a lot of question marks. It's all about value if it's there. Yep, completely agree with you. All right, well, let's head to uh, race twelve, the Fairground Stakes. It is mile and eighth on the turf for older males. Um, this is another one where, well, before we get into it, uh, Cece and I were talking a little bit before this, but we were looking at the weather, and there is a potential for rain. I don't know if you've looked in, at the forecast to see what kind of percentage that that could possibly be, but I'm hoping we get these turf races in. Yeah, it looks like it's going to rain sort of overnight or early morning. Uh, it's been there for a week or so that sort of that forecast which i mean i'm a no weather man but when it doesn't right switch, right you know like a little bit more it's gonna get chilly so uh, but no rain in between now it's like sunny windy so the turf course is drying up in a good way if we get a little yeah. rain hopefully we're still all right yeah hopefully so because man these these turf races look awesome i know um you know i'm gonna have some Cinnamon whiskey colored glasses on with Johnny's fireball there on in the one hole for brilliant what do you racing. Uh, <laughs> what do you think they made him on the morning line? Oh man, that's like uh, let's see. I'm gonna go with eight to one. That's a good guess. Ten ten to one what? is what. Okay, okay, I'll take that. That's probably about right. I think that's probably about right. Is strong quality favored? Um, it's. Going to, um, yep, strong quality three to one and okay. box seven to two. Okay. Okay. Camp Hope's got six to one. Gigante eight to one. Yeah. Those are the short price ones. Chasing the Crown. Yeah. Eight to one. A big run last Okay. Time. Chasing the Crown set the, the track record with that. Yeah. Somehow at three to five. Were you, I mean, could you believe that the horse was three to five in that field? No. I mean, but. They, he made her happy. He was working sharp. They were obviously targeting this race, et cetera. But um, they, they, whoever in you know, the barn must have been very excited about this one. Yeah. I, you know yeah. what I mean? What a performance. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he set the track record, you know. So, um, yeah, this is, this is a good field. You know, a mile and an eighth, so it's a different distance than uh, we've been doing with the Diliberto and the one before. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's going to be – a little bit against uh, chasing the crowns, Forte. But you know, I'm against strong quality. I think um, he just barely held off Beatbox last time, and he, he had the assistance of Flo. You know, breaking out from the gate and clearing some room. You know, and and taking that sort of tactic, that sort of you know that ride, um, uh, that race riding, I should say. Uh, yeah. Walsh, he he just stands by Rising Empire. That he's he's got. 
this race in him. He's going to get it, you know, whether it's this one or when, you know, yeah. he's next. But he, he he really believes that he's he's so happy here. He loves it. He loves the course. Last time, uh, Saez said that he was standing still in the gates, but then right when they opened, he just shifted a little bit, and that's why he, he lost mm-hmm. that, like five lengths or so right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it was a really tough start last time, yeah. Yeah, And but the plan was to be forward. The plan was to be forward. So I, I think you're going to see Rising Empire, you know, similar to what uh, we saw, you know, in the Munis last year or um, in his first race here. Now, there was no pace in that first race there on November 30th, so he, he, uh, he took it over almost by yeah. default and a good ride by Jay Love. But Rise of the Empire will be more forward. I think that's good to know. Um, and uh, Camp Hope, McPeak, you know, definitely thinks that, uh, you know, both with Haystrike and Camp Hope, McPeak was pretty honest about um, they've won so many times. They're just kind of gone through their conditions, and they've got to, you know, get in these yeah. tough spots, even, you know, when they're just getting uh-huh. the year started. Um, definitely, I've, I've, yeah. I've Camp, Hope, Camp Hope before, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the distance should help Campo probably. You know, I think he likes to go a little longer than and some of these have proven before. Yep, probably has a good shot there. And and yeah. as you said, I mean, if if somebody can push strong quality, it really opens this race up because it's kind of like is strong quality is going to wire him again, or is he going to get some pressure and somebody's going to come from out of it? I mean, it's a. I think you 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 already mentioned a lot of them that have a that have a big shot from off the pace. You know, Beatbox. I think you said was the second choice on the morning line. I mean, yep. he's really really good right now, and uh, you know, I think has a big shot if there's some pace. And then, um, do you know where Money Supply is targeting, or you think they're going to wait and see what the rain does and just run wherever they can run on dirt, or do you think they actually want to get this one on turf at some point? I don't know. I mean. It's it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, it's, it's when when Sharp goes to the turf after the horse kind of moves forward. I think that's that's always a dangerous angle. I think that's a good right good to play. And I mean, to talk about form, this horse has just been been doing great since he's he's joined Sharp. So he could be a really sneaky one that you that you look at. Who is he named to ride um um in the other race? He's named to ride, or who's named? Tyler is is in uh, the other one, the dirt race, yeah. the mine shaft. That, that He's got sense. Gavin Ashton listed here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Gavin's only mount on the on the day. I could be wrong though, and I'm always, you know, that sort of seems like a placeholder to me or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but is Johnny's going to go forward? I mean, he's he's run pretty well when he's when he's been. Sent a little. Is he gonna? He's got Santana. Up. Is he gonna? Yeah, forward? I mean, I I would I would like to see him get a forward trip. Um, I think he he runs best at least close to the lead. I don't necessarily know that he, you know being on the lead is best, but I don't think he's getting the lead from Strong Quality anyway. But I, I don't mind the rail for him. You know, I think if Strong Quality goes and maybe one other or two others go, he can kind of tuck in that pocket trip. You know, maybe sit third or fourth somewhere around there. That's what I that's what I would ideally like to see from him. Yeah, I mean his works have been fantastic, you know. Yeah. Forum keeps telling Joe and Joe's watching him that, you know, this is this is and you can see it with the bullet, right? That he he's he's doing it in the mornings. So he could be really sneaky in here. Uh, the distance is a question, right? He just hasn't gone that far, has he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's ever run mile and an eighth before, but I mean he he doesn't he doesn't usually seem like he's tired at the end of the race. So I think he he probably has the ability to get a little extra, but it's one of those things that you don't know till they do it. Right. 
Um, Beckman, he, so he, the blinkers on, blinkers off stuff with Beck, with, uh, Harlan Estate. Um, mm-hmm. he says that he basically sort of like figure things, figure, he figures things out, Harlan Estate does. And so then he, Beckman decides to switch it up on him. And that's what oh, we, okay. that's what we've got here, you know, and he put the blinkers on and that's when he got that, you know, 37 to 1 win at, uh, Kentucky Downs. Um, and so the blinkers come off for this one. You know, he says he's, he's, he's doing good and, uh, um, definitely is, uh, has a nice late kick. Um, so he, he could be sneaky in here. Beatbox, yeah. they're, they're saying he's, he's doing fantastic and possibly, you know, with, with different trips, you know, and, and, in all his races, he, he'd have, uh, he'd have a couple wins instead of, uh, three seconds. So, um, yeah. uh, he's, he, 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 you know, came out of that last race doing great and is, is doing well coming to this one. Uh, Rosario's back up and the pace scenario is definitely different in this one. Um, Gigante, I think, you know, first start against Olders, um, he, it's going to be tough for him to get it done. He got a perfect trip last time. I think he's the type of horse you want to fade. Uh, but Morales has been riding the turf course like nobody else. Um, yeah. English Tavern, you know, I, I'm not sure if he can really, you know, my feel is that this might be just too too salty of a group, too tough of, of competition to get it done. You know, the distance has, has been elusive for him. Um, but Taurus has been riding fantastic. Um, but tough little draw there. So yeah, parked outside too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of value, I think Harlan estate, you gotta, you gotta look twice at, um, assume money supplies and the other one. And, um, I mean, if they let rise of empire go at, let's, what is he? What did I say? He's 12 to one rise of empire is 12 to yeah. one. Normal. Then you definitely want to use him, um, fade strong quality and, uh, Johnny's fireball. I think those, and if Chasing Crown's really eight to one, I mean that last race was was a good one. It was a good one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are the value the value plays in there. Yeah, love it. I think yeah, I do think there could be some value in that race for sure if we can beat Sean Quality. All right, here we go. We got the the big preps here. The fifty point Oaks and Derby preps start here. Uh, race thirteen with the Rachel Alexandra, Grade Two, mile and a sixteenth for the three year old fillies. And we only have seven in here, but man, is it a seven. These are, these are some serious fillies here in this race. I saw that, um, I was a little surprised. This is a morning line that I saw that VB's dream was made the five to two morning line favorite. And it interested me because she was going to be a definite play against for me in this spot, just because of how good a form everybody else is in the two Cox horses. Look very strong. Intricate is very interesting, but just the way I've seen a couple of sound bites from Kenny McPeak talking about her and how well she's doing, just looking at the works, how well she's doing locally. And Mikey D being the morning line maker and the clocker, he must be very impressed with what he's seen to make her the favorite for this race. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think you're, you're getting at it. She's, she's around to go. I mean, that, that, uh, February 2nd run. Um, in the morning with uh, Realman Violin, she 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 finished stronger than Realman Violin, you know, and in front of Realman Violin. Um, so I mean, that's that's something to me for sure. She she's doing great. She's she's doing fantastic. I don't think we'll see West Omaha. That's my sense. Um, <laughs> you know, Cox has got three in here. Um, yeah, and uh, maybe one more week would be good for her you know in terms of just having that last race in the uh silver bullet day yeah, uh yeah and why run three you know 
that sort of thing, mm-hmm. sort of unless you want to take them all. But um, Tarifa, um, the distance, you know, is a little bit further. You know, definitely Brad says she'll be able to get the distance. So she could be, you know, that value Cox. You know, the other Cox could be. Could right, be the other Cox, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, perfect shot. I think it's, it's too much. Seven forward, you know, she's doing good, but here's a gun runner. She's not going to make, you know, leaps and bounds, um, in between races, right? You know, it's just more of a slow unlocking of those gun runners, you know, for, for, especially that Steve handles them. Um, yeah. so I think it's too much for her. Intricate, she's been, she's been just sensational. Um, she worked with Banishing and did better than Banishing. She was with, uh, um, two on, uh, on the 10th there. And, um, man, she put distance between them and they were just, you know, a couple from the bar that, uh, that, that aren't, aren't too much, but, um, she put distance on them coming at that wire and, and coming through the wire so quickly, so quickly. Wow. She, she really does seem to be, be doing great. Um, so, you know, it's they already you know brendan was like we've already got the greatest stakes win we didn't need to run the silver bullet day or the untappable you know like they 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 won yeah. the with pretty mischievous last year so they've just been targeting this race and and they know they know what's going on so you know if you get value between i mean for me it's intricate or vv's dream in here mm-hmm. um and uh you know I, it, you can't take both you know in this short of a field especially if we have a scratch of one um right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does seem like if, if I had to if I had to lean on one right now, it would be Vivi's dream. I hear you. What do you think the pace is going to look like in here? You think uh, Alpine Princess is going to go to the lead again? You think uh, Pinnock on the stretch out will be on the lead? Gary Shearer um, was saying they don't want to be on the lead with Pinnock, but <laughs> um, but she's too immature to uh, to know how to relax. Okay. And, and once she starts, she doesn't stop. So he said, "We're not trying. To, we're not going to try to be on the lead. That's not what I want. But I'm not going to be worried if she is because she doesn't stop when she starts yeah. going. So, yeah, they I mean that Velocitor horse of theirs who just beat Banishing and Bo Cruz, Behemoth Star, and ran a 93 or something like that fire um, at 18 to one. He he was a monster. Sure, he's having a great meet. It would be it would be a coup, you know, if uh, if Pinnock was able to get it done. But you you know." I don't know. Maybe if you just want to cook up a put put you know fifty cents to fit, you know on a, on Panic and one of your you know a single ticket if you like a bunch of other ones best actor and or whatever and uh, Pinnock maybe you know maybe the distance should be fine yada 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 but a hard spun in the slop time that figure might be a little inflated I don't know I don't know but yeah yeah I think Alpine Princess remember she forced the issue because she was going to get locked out going into that turn. Um, and Flo really uh, aggressively shoved through there on the rail to get to the lead. Yeah. So I don't think she needs to be there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but she did it. She did it well last time. Yeah. The the front runner is going to be interesting. It, it could be like last year, right? Was it Miracle who uh, almost wired him? Um, yeah. 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 Who's going to be that one who 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 does it? Yeah, I think that's that would be kind of my one concern with Vivi's dream. Maybe if she you know, doesn't break well and just doesn't have that pace to run at. But I, I do think she is the one that I'm mostly going to lean on in here. Oh, yeah. My my scoop on her is that uh, after she uh, won those first two races, she, she had a fever. And, they, they you know, obviously oh. they, they did good to uh, to get her back. And she was in, in prime form for the Pocahontas. 
Um, but then it sort of just sort of took its toll on her and, uh, she just wasn't quite the same in those, um, specifically in the rags to riches. So, um, because I was like, is the distance the problem, you know, what, what do you think? And no, it wasn't the distance. It was, it was just sort of that stuff sort of rearing back up. Um, so okay. yeah. So just yeah. gave her some time from there and get her right. And yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Peek said she wilted. She wilted after, uh, after that Alcibiades. So that's a kind of a, well, a good, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like she'll be tough in there. Then I, I do think she'll be my top pick in there. She's just going to end up being my top pick. All right, so we are here at the Risen Star. It is mile and an eighth, grade two Risen Star, three-year-olds. I mean, this has to be the, the best derby prep so far, right? I mean, we just we have some star power in here. I, I think at least one, maybe a few of these will be in the gates the first Saturday in May. I mean, Track Phantom has been just – Running through the the Louisiana circuit here with the with the gun runner and LeCompte and keeps winning. I keep trying to play against him and he keeps winning. I think I'm going to try and beat him again. But I did see he's kind of the lukewarm morning line favorite at seven to two here. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of other ones that are very interesting with some upside. I mean, Hall of Fame. I know they was super impressive last time and they really like him moving forward. I mean, catching freedom. Uh, Sierra Leone, I know you said is, is on the grounds now, and that's one that a lot of people are, are talking about as, you know, potential derby horse. Anna Marie keeps taking steps forward, has some more upside still. Um, what are you looking at here in this race? Who do you like? And it's just, it's just so hard to, to parse them out, you know? Um, it is. It reminds me of two years ago with Smile Happy and Zandon and Epicenter, and there was a few other good ones in there. Um, you know, maybe I'll start with the ones I'm crossing out, right? Um, mm-hmm. Tizzy crossing out, Awesome Ruta crossing out. Um, scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, Catching Freedom, I'm crossing out. Catching Freedom. Um, yeah. I just think I think he's just not quite at this level. He could get a piece for sure, um, and the distance should be good for him. Is is, is what Brad's saying? Um, you know, I think. I think Cardinals a little bit interesting. It might be sort of a a, a play that uh, you know maybe not many people have on their tickets. Blinkers are off yeah. here. I like that angle from from Pletcher and uh, and Pratt's up. You know, I mean, I think this is why Pratt's here, right? I mean, there's a few that he's on for Cox. That best actor could be the other reason, but um, I like asking that question: is what they come in town for? You know, for yeah, they all want their derby mounts. You know. Uh, Should get your price there too, I would think, with, given what else is in this field. Yeah, B Dancer, I'm, I'm crossing out. That was a good run, but uh, this is a big ask, right? Stretching out, um, yeah, second and that that draw too. Um, Hall of Fame, I think Hall of Fame in the end is is uh, has got more talent and uh, will will be better than Track Phantom. I don't know if today's the day or Saturday is going to be the day. Right. But um, if if the market sort of pushes you that way, I think Hall of Fame is, is one that you 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 want to circle. Or that I'm gonna I'm gonna circle. I'm gonna use. I think Real Men Violin um, as well. Anna Marie, you know, it's a little bit tough. I think it's tough to to get going for both Real Men Violin and Anna Marie with with the big uh, you know distance between the races. Kind of like what you're saying with Vivi's Dream. Um, right. I don't. You know the yeah the. He just has a little bit of a, a couple question marks, you know. I mean, that he went super sharp there on January 21st. It was in four furlongs, it was 46 something, 
you know, we've got five for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And whatever. The flu are four. <laughs> no, there was a frozen track and they started late because it was so cold, right? So it was a hard compounded, you know, it was a fast, fast track, right? But yeah. sometimes they're sped up, but still, I think, I think that was a little bit sharper than I would have wanted, you know, you know, that many works, you know, before. Um, <laughs> and then sort of the question mark of, you know, February 5th is the last one we saw with Anna Marie. Um, right. So I might, I might try to beat Anna Marie in this one, though I think maybe in the Louisiana Derby, uh, we, we give him another shot. Um, yeah. So the Pletcher, the Pletcher Moonlight, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I, if I, if I'm excited about that one, but, um, you got to think that, that Pratt's, uh, with Cardinal, I think might be a little bit more of a, you know, yeah. of, of the live. Tip of the hat to that one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where are you going to go in this one? As as you said, this is a very tough race. I'll, I, if I can, if I'm playing the multi-race exotics and we're singling a couple of those earlier, I think I'm going to spread as much as I can in here. I, I think the one that I like the best in here is Hall of Fame. I, I just think that, that that last performance was – very impressive, but was easy enough that I think that he can come right back and even take another step forward in here. I think that his potential is maybe the highest. I think you alluded to that a little bit as well. You know, long term, he might be the best horse in this field. Not necessarily sure if it's today, and that might be why we get a little bit of a, of a price on him. But if he's near that six to one morning line, I, I think that's the one I'm going to lean on as far as the win bet goes. I think that's where where the value lies for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a it's a great leg to just like really to get skinny because it's so tempting to, to spread, right? Yes, yeah, um, and uh, but it's so hard to do. I mean, yeah, I mean if you just took Steve's, if if I had to get skinny, I think maybe I would just take Steve's horses Hall of Fame and Track Phantom, and that's as skinny as I could get, um, and just and just leave it at that. Sierra Leone, I don't trust. I don't. I mean. There's so much hype. You know that horse is going to be Bet Smithereens, $2.3 million. Yeah. Talking about him. Um, and we, what we have to work with, you know, muddy effort, you know, uh, up in the aqueduct. Uh, right. But uh, it's hard. You know, it's hard because I'm closer to these horses and, and I'm watching them in the mornings. And when they come from out of town, I just, just don't have the same feel for them at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something total sense. Pretty quick. But I'm going to do some work and, and see what I can find out about them and, and dive into the works and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting seeing what kind of story the board tells. You know, I do think Sierra Leone's going to take a lot of money, mm-hmm. and may, that may make someone else the value that we aren't expecting in here as well. So I think it's one of those that you maybe need to just watch and see what the see what the board's telling you, and uh, make your move from there as far as you know the the vertical wagers go on win betting and and things like that. But yeah, yeah, definitely. And, going to be uh quite the end to a to a pretty awesome card i think i mean uh i'm, I'm very excited for saturday i think it's gonna be a great day but uh Kevin, i appreciate you man i appreciate you joining us and i know you're busy and i know, I know you're going to the pelicans game tonight so you know enjoy that um yeah, that's but, yeah man. stop by uh, i just france having a little yeah. uh, uh shrimp boil so we're gonna go back there and uh and see what's going on and then uh, head over to see the pels Awesome, awesome. Good well, in, enjoy, my man. We'll be in touch. Uh, once again, just very, very much appreciate you doing that with us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you, man. All right, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Good luck this weekend. All right. Well, how awesome was that? I mean, 
Kevin is the man. I just want to say thank you again for him for coming on. I mean, they get, he's got great opinions. He's creative with his opinions. Uh, he puts in the work, too. I mean, he's always there every morning. He's watching the workouts. He's visiting the barns. He's talking to the trainers, the jockeys. Um, it's just a wealth of information, great resource to have, and um, just very appreciative to have him on. Uh, what would you think of our analysis, CC? We on the right track here going into this big card? I loved it. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, it, it, it's it's good until something blows up. So I, I, we were talking about off air. This is the third time I mentioned it in our conversation. I, I've been fascinated with the 2013 rendition of the Risen Star, where I've struck a nerve, won by a nose at 135 to one. I, I vaguely remember that race, but that horse, he won. He beat Code West by a nose. I don't think Code West went on to do much of anything, but third. Fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh were all triple crown runners. Third was Palace Mouse, who went on to win the Belmont. And Oxbow was fourth. He won the Preakness. Normandy Invasion was fifth. He ran fourth. He made that early move in the Ox in the Orb Derby. And he faded to fourth. I needed him in third to win the to hit the trifecta that day. Golden Soul huh. was sixth. Second. All right. And he ran second in the Derby for Dallas Stewart. And then my loot was seventh. My loot ran in the Preakness. I know I, he was the top five in, in Oxbow's Preakness. So you never know with improving three-year-olds. So, some of these horses are lightly raced, you know, like Hall of Fame's just got two starts under his belt. He may go on right. and be the champion three-year-old, but he may not be ready to go uh, full throttle on Saturday. So it's something to keep in mind. Now, you know, so it's, it's just one of those things. And if he's not ready to go, I mean, it might be an, uh, a Buster Douglas type that pulls the upset in the, uh, in the risen star. So, you know, be prepared. Right. And that, and that's where you make those big scores on these kind of days too, because there's going to be a lot of money in the pools and the pick four, pick five, pick six, even, you know, if you, if you get a big bomb in one of these races that isn't on many people's tickets, that's when you can make a, Big-time score on one of these days. Yeah, I'm looking to see the Risen Star was the 10th race that day. This is forever ago. The pick three, $2 pick three paid $2,219. I'm sure there were some favorites wow. that hooked up uh, prior to that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. food for thought. So th this race is kind of all over the map as far as long shots and favorites. Yep, 100% agree. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for episode two of the Beard Course. Uh, I know CC always likes to say, please like, subscribe, follow, all those things. Make sure you get alerted when upcoming episodes are happening. Um, appreciate you hanging out with us. It should be an awesome day on Saturday. Good luck. Uh, on behalf of CC Broadus, our guest, Kevin Kilroy, I'm Jeff Riggs. Enjoy the weekend. Hope to catch some tickets. Bye, everybody.